Good morning from Sioux City, Iowa, uh, <clears throat> and my basement. Uh, what I'm doing is, for me, is harder than preaching. Uh, because when you preach, you can go all kinds of directions and finally come back to the main thing you're talking about, or maybe never come back to it. Uh, but when you just are taking one thought and focusing on that, it takes a lot of thinking and because it, it's important. And so these are not main messages that I'm doing, they're just vignettes. It's taking probably a verse or verses that hook together that you know and looking at them again, maybe from a different angle or an application I never thought of before. So <clears throat> the one that uh, I've been working on for a long time and I didn't have to work on it a long time. I've known it since I was a child. Even before I was a believer, I knew of this verse, and it's Psalm 23. Uh, the Lord being my shepherd. <clears throat> but I want to read it to you. Uh, there are different versions. And, uh, of course, the version I read is the best of all the versions you could read. Uh, and you say, well, what version is that? And it's called the Jim Logan version. Really good. Uh, okay. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down. In green pastures. I wondered about that a lot when I would read that. He makes me. Uh, why would he make me if I'm hungry? Um, you know, like, well, sometimes I know my mother would make us sit at the table, and my sister was, is listening uh, at some time, and she would laugh because we had to sit at the table until our plates were clean and it depended on what we had to eat how long we sat there i mean why is it something you don't like to eat you drag out sitting i could never figure that out why we would drag out what we didn't like till it was all gone <clears throat> and both of us had the same likes and dislikes which was a benefit because it was two against one, but uh, the two did never won. <laughs> My mother always <laughs> won. Uh, so, the Lord being my shepherd, you are preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, you know, as 
the beginning about the Lord being my shepherd and leading me and lying down and all. But uh, this verse for me now, since I am now a mature male, whatever mature male means, I think it just means old. Uh, the part of the verse is that he has a place for me and I'm going to that place. And I think he's dusting it right now, <laughs> my part of it, so I can just slip in there one of these days. But there's wonderful truths in verses like this. And what's difficult is when I've memorized the verse or know the verse, I kind of am stuck with it. I don't look, I don't expand it, I don't look at all the ramp usually, and I think I'm normal, all the ramifications and what it can mean in my life right now and what I'm going through or what I'm going to be going through and so on. Uh, but Psalm 23 is a wonderful psalm. And what I'm trying to do with these little vignettes is to give you one truth that I think is maybe one of the significant truths, not the only truth, significant truth in that verse to grab a hold of so you can go through your days, go through the issues in your life, and there's always issues in your life, new issues or old issues. We had a new issue today. Uh, we started doing this wonderful message I'm doing, and the camera ran out of, of the battery, you know. So I couldn't wax eloquent because the camera died on me. And I said, well, I'd rather the camera dry than me. <laughs> so God, God allowed the camera to go home to glory today before me. Uh, but if you look at some of the verses that are common or a lot of people know them, there's a truth in there that you can grab a hold of that's very, very important. And what's the truth in Psalm 23? And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful I've been in the land of the shepherds. I've been in Israel. I've been in other Middle East areas where they have shepherds and flocks. And so I'm in a flock. So right now you may be going through the valley. I don't know. But there's always a valley for us somewhere. You turn a corner and all of a sudden it's, it's going south and you want to go north. And you have no control over that. What I have control over is how I respond to the path that God has for me and the path to go through. And some of my paths went through the dark valleys. And I would never have chosen to walk that way, <clears throat> except I had to walk that way because that was the only way 
of the path before me. There was no other path. I had to walk through the dark valleys and so on. And so I want to give you a truth. I don't know what you're going through. Um, whether you're going through a dark time, whether you just have gone through one of those dark times, or there's one waiting for you around the corner. But what do I do when the path is going in a direction, you know, it's going through the dark valley, and I would choose not to go that way, but I have to. In Psalm 23, I think gives us a wonderful truth, and this is a truth I want you to take. You may have other truths you take out of Psalm 23, but today and through this year, I want to give you one truth that can really help you, and that is keep your eye on the shepherd when you go through the dark valley. It's very easy to begin to focus on other things when you're going through the dark valley and not keeping your eye on the shepherd. Uh, your faith to go through the testing and the trials, what will take you through that is the size of your God. And your God is big enough for whatever you're going through, if you keep your eyes on him. And I think that's the theme of Psalm 23, is the shepherd, is keeping your eye on him. Because the shepherd's keeping his eye on you, because if you look at videos that are about sh sheep and shepherds and how they lead them in the valleys and how they lead them to food and the food is very scarce and the shepherd leads them there and so on. You learn a lot from the videos from the Middle East uh, on shepherding where you wonder how in the world are the sheep staying alive on that hillside. I can't see them braid of glass, but there is. There is some grass there. The shepherd sees it and leads them there. Not a, a tremendous amount, not an over amount, but just enough. And so as we go through the trials of life, the dark times, the difficult times, keep your eye on the shepherd. Um, because, see, ultimately, the size of your faith really is demonstrating the size of your God. And as you go through life and you go through the, the sad, parts of life and so on, 
Paul goes to a church and he's been going there uh, forever. <laughs> but he has seen many of the people in that church go through the valleys. Really sad times, really difficult times. And the ones that come through it victoriously are the ones that are keeping their eye on the shepherd. And that their focus is not on the awfulness, their focus is on the shepherd as they go through the awfulness. The one thing that Satan will try to do when you go through these difficult times in life is to break your vision, to get your eyes off of the Lord, the shepherd, who will shepherd you through them. You're shocked by what's happening. We've had some really difficult shocks in our life. I would never have chosen them. I would never have chosen to walk through those really, really dark times. But I can tell you, in those times, it's when I needed to really focus on the shepherd and see his presence. He's there. He was there all the time. And I just was not aware of it. Uh, there is a, a singer, and I've never, I don't think I've ever shared a song or a singer that you ought to listen to. But it's Mahalia Jackson. And she sings this particular hymn, in my mind, better than anyone. And that's, his eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches over me. That song is absolutely one of the most beautiful mm -hmm. songs sung from her heart. It's not out of her head, it's out of her heart. You know that this gal has gone through some deep, deep valleys. Maybe sparse eating too, as far as <laughs> grass goes. But her song, his eyes on the shepherd, and I know he watches over me. And I know that. There are valleys that our family has gone through. I would wish no other family to have to go through. And yet I can tell you that as we went through these valleys, the Lord was there. So the, the Christian life is not valleyless. It's not um, shadows and things. No, this real life has sorrows and sadness as well as rejoicing and joy. And I know that my kids are watching this video because if you're not, I'm writing you out of my will. <laughs> So at least I know I got four people watching. And I love my kids. They're wonderful. And they've had to share some of those dark valleys with us. 
uh, the one thing I was never prepared for was the Lord taking my wife home. That was unfair. Uh, he didn't even check with me. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I miss about my wife, you know, I've had people say strange things about my messages. Uh, one church, you know, I've pastored wonderful churches with wonderful people, especially out in the country. They're the better people, uh, you know, that are not stampeding at the end of the service to get to the restaurant first. <laughs> there isn't a restaurant around. Uh, but it's it's wonderful, you know, when I know the Lord, I know he's watching over me, I know he knows what I'm going through, and he's asking me to trust him in those times. Hmm. But what I miss from my wife. After my, my messages, I would say, Marguerite, what did you think? And she'd say, oh, Jim, why did you say that? <laughs> why did you tell him that? <laughs> so I, I miss the old Jim. <laughs> so if you want to write on a postcard, oh, Jim, and mail it to me. It'll warm my cold heart. <clears throat> my wife was a tremendous blessing. And uh, we went through a lot of hard times. I mean, like financially hard times. Pastoring little country churches and pastoring out in out nowhere. Uh, and trying to make go of what you have to eat. One time we had, I can't remember now, I've shared it in other messages, but we had eggs. And the refrigerator was full of eggs and we have eggs in those crates and they were stacked up on our front porch. And I'm going, what am I gonna do with all these eggs? I mean, it was the jackpot. Some, I don't know what was in the chicken food but chickens were laying eggs all over the place. And so people would bring to the pastor a dozen or two dozen eggs. Well, that's fine. But when you get dozens of two dozen eggs, all the eggs, it's like, oh, what am I going to do? And I remember I was praying. I said, God, there's no way we can eat all these eggs. And I don't know if it's even healthy just to eat eggs only. I'm sorry if you grow eggs but <laughs> or have a farm and need the eggs, but you, know, you need something with the egg. And so we had all these eggs on the porch in, in those big crates where you put the eggs all across and they were stacked up. And I'm going, what are we going to do? Because people were bringing them because uh, the chickens were, I don't know, some must have put something in chicken food because they were laying <laughs> eggs all over the place. And so <clears throat> here we were praying, what are we going to do? Marguerite made angel food cakes, she made devil food cakes, she made 
anything that took eggs until I thought, if I see another egg, I'm not going to be able to pray and thank God for it. <laughs> Just, there's only so many ways you can do eggs, and there's still eggs. Well, we were praying, we said, Lord, we got all these eggs, and what are we going to, how can you give eggs to people in your church that are giving you eggs, <laughs> you know, crates of eggs? And a guy came by, <clears throat> was driving in a way, and going by where we lived, up in the mountains of California, it was a shortcut by going this special way. And uh, this guy was driving on the highway, and our church was off the highway. And he saw the sign to a Bible church, and that a Bible church out here. That's amazing. So he drove over and came to our house. And, and of course, being in a farm community or a rancher community, whatever you want to call it, when people come to your house, you feed them. So my wife fed them angel food cake or what, devil's food cake or whatever it takes a lot of eggs. <laughs> And uh, and when we left, uh, when they were leaving, the Lord prompted me to say, would you need any eggs? And they said, yes. They were uh, working with Youth for Christ in Redding, California. Their salary was very low, and they had been eating oatmeal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I was complaining about eggs, but oatmeal's worse. Oatmeal's fine, but not three times a day. And there's no looking where money's going to come in and I can add to the oatmeal. Well, how would oatmeal and eggs be? <laughs> and I don't remember how many dozens of eggs because we filled their trunk and we put them in the back seat so they wouldn't slide over as they drove because they knew people, you know, that was in ministry and stuff that were struggling like they were. So, you know, the abundance of eggs became a blessing to people that had no eggs. But see, the, the lesson that I'm trying to share with you is that when you're walking through the valley, and you will, keep your eye on the shepherd, and you'll make it. And the enemy would love for you to look for this and that and the other thing. Uh, you know, why do people that have eggs never offer you a chicken? <laughs> you know, I mean, you can look at that, go that way, start getting resentful. You know, sure, they give eggs away because they're going to have more and more eggs, but they don't have more and more chickens that fast. <laughs> but, you know, I'm telling you, if you want to go through life and be blessed and you want the joy of the Lord, 
then keep your eye on the shepherd. As long as you're keeping your eye on the shepherd. And I love that song. That his eye is on me. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches over me. That's a beautiful song. If you've never heard it. I don't know if you can download it somewhere or somewhere. But obviously, Mahalia Jackson has gone through tough times. And when she sings, it's, it's so beautiful because you know she's singing from her heart, from life, from going through difficult times. You know, would you like to be a comforter? You know? to comfort others with the comfort that you've received. The scripture talks about that. Well, to be a comforter, you're going to have to go through things where God comforts you so you learn how to comfort others. So keep your eye on the sparrow, and as he comforts you through the lean times, learn so you can comfort others that are going through the same lean times. Well, the Lord bless you. And what I want you to take away from this little vignette, little Psalm 23, is that you can be, in a sense, a shepherd to others. If you keep your eye on him, he can show you others that are hurting and share with them how he comforts you. Father, thank you for the opportunity of sharing the truth that you are the Good Shepherd and that we are under shepherds. And Lord, help us to see those around us that are hurting that could use a word of comfort or an opportunity to give something Maybe, um, like us, we always didn't appreciate when we heard the doorbell and no one was there, there'd be some crates of eggs on our porch. <laughs> How do we get rid of these? But, you know, uh, the Lord wants to use you. The Lord wants you to be used. And the Lord wants you to share his comfort that he gives to you in the hard times with others that are going through hard times and they may need that word of comfort that God gave you. So thank you for listening and may God bless you. And remember as the song says, keep your eye on the shepherd. Thank you for listening.